Good morning, everyone. Welcome. This is Crew Kern Community Church. It's a Sunday, the 11th of April. Now, I know some of you guys watching on Zoom, on Facebook, and on YouTube, you will catch up throughout the day. And I'd just like to say a special mention to the guys who are watching from different parts of the world. It is absolutely fantastic that you're joining with us here in sunny Somerset because we're now, well, we're slightly overcast today, but it is lovely to have you with us. I'm not sure what kind of week uh, you have had. Um, here in the UK, we've had um, an interesting week. Obviously, we have um, the palace announced the, the passing of the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip, um, on Friday, which is a great loss to our nation, and the funeral service will be next Saturday. Um, but there's great things happening also in, in our community and on our country this week. From tomorrow, people can get a haircut. How good is that? You can get your hair cut. So all this time I'm looking at people, the guys who are watching on Zoom, I would just like, like to say that most of you look like giant cotton buds. There's a lot of hair going on up there. And I'm sure when you go for your haircut, you might find some nesting birds or something in there. But anyway, it'll be good to see you all next week with your nicely fine trimmed and manicured eyebrows and haircuts. It will be lovely to see you. Anyway, again, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to ask you at this point, what have you got to be thankful for for the past week? Um, if you can chat to us on Facebook Live, if you can chat and leave comments on YouTube, and if you can chat to us here if you're watching on Zoom, we would love to hear what do you want to be thankful for for this week. And don't mention next week's haircut just yet. You can say that next week. <laughs> but what have you got to be thankful for this week? So let's worship together. And as we play the worship song, get typing on the old keyboard, on the iPad, whatever you're watching. What have you got to be thankful for this week? Let's worship. How, how great... my God, when I in awesome wonder, consider all the works thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the mighty thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Thank you. 
everyone that was amazing it's one of my favorite hymns that is I got to be honest so what are we thankful for this week we are thankful for sunsets not forgetting our sunrises a new day new beginnings thankful for the day that we've had we're thankful for a new year and for for the life that we have thankful for the gardens and friends that we have to go and visit them in the gardens even if it's raining wrapped up in our big thick coats we, I'm, I'm personally thankful for people that have been inspired to help others. It's been, it touched my heart when I see the needs of others being met and people just going, let me help you, I want to do that. We're thankful for wedding anniversaries. We've got 49 years of marriage for Linda and Malcolm and 40 years for Ed and Mandy. So do you know what? we're just thankful for marriages. They are difficult. Relationships are, well... They're difficult. Wow. Just wow. You know, we're on. <laughs> and Linda, Linda and Malcolm are going, no, they're not. We're just thankful for that. But Lord, you know, we are thankful for our work colleagues that consider us friends, that we can help people, we can influence people and show them the, your, what you're doing with us. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you are doing so much in our lives. We thank you that we see you in all things, whether it is the sunset or the sunrise, whether it is in our marriages, whether it's through our colleagues at work or sitting in the garden having a cup of tea, Lord. We just thank you and we are thankful because, God, you are great. You are the most amazing thing in our lives. Amen. Amen. And just see one comment that's just come up. I was very grateful for personal delivery of Easter eggs taking care of our pastoral <laughs> needs. So, of course, that was for the guys who got the, um, the Easter egg count correct in last week's service. Uh, I still have one or two Easter eggs left. If you would like to, to send in bribery, anything like that, hey, I can, I can go and deliver an Easter egg if you need to. Anyway, really, really good. Thank you guys for all the, the chats and, and all the things that we need to praise God and we're so thankful for. Right now, we're just going to have our chat with Shan. And this week we have, well, I'll let Shan introduce that. Thank you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another chat with Shan. Today, I have the lovely Alison. Alison, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, right, I'm Alison. Um, I'm married to Mike and I have two children, Kerri-Anne, who you might have seen recently on here, um, Jonathan, and both of those are married. So I have a lovely son-in-law and daughter-in-law. And I have a grandson, Joshua, a granddaughter, Charlotte, and another granddaughter on the way in two weeks' time. So that's me. I work at uh, Jigsaw Preschool and I've been there for 28 years. And I had the pleasure of having Joel and Aoife. I don't think Aaron came, did he? No. So got to know them then. And now I have Eliza, the next generation. So yeah. that's what 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, Alison, literally right from day one since we arrived here at Crookin, and she's been very much part of our family setup and part of everything. And now with our grandchild as well, absolute blessing, not just to us as a family, but for so many other people in the community as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, Alison, what would you say is the most difficult thing for you being a Christian? Um, I think really, if I'm if I'm honest, it's um, being a good role model an example because everybody who knows me well majority of people know I'm Christian and they always seem to be watching everything you do and sometimes you sort of feel that you're not sort of saying or doing the right things um, as we all do because <laughs> we're all we're all in that place um, especially at the moment with the sort of complying to rules I'm, I'm being very good I'm doing what I'm told but I I can sometimes argue about why we're doing things and what I don't really want to do. And I think it's, you know, again, that's not being a very good role model and an example. Um, I can be quite opinionated, which is not always good as a Christian. <laughs> you know, I don't think you're on your own, are you? I think we are no. at that you know, frustration point where we want to just get on with things now, even as Christians, we want to do what is right, we want to abide by the laws, we want to do and be a good Christian witness, but there is another part of us that just wants to throw caution to the wind and just get on with life. Mm. Sure, and especially family and everything else. What keeps you going though, Alison? What keeps you, how do you keep going in your faith? Um, well, hope is what keeps me going. That word hope, it covers a lot of things. Um, obviously, not being able to see the family has been very difficult. Um, I have been able to see them occasionally on different, um, for different reasons. Um, like recently, when my uh, son and daughter-in-law had their baby, I was able to go up and help there as a child support. Um, and we did actually get a holiday last year, which was very nice with all seven of us that went to that. So, uh, but I think it's really sort of like um, praise and worship is my go-to always. I, I love, you know, singing and praise and I don't know what the neighbours think, although during this time I've really got to know the neighbours quite well. And that's been a real sort of blessing actually, because usually everyone's too busy rushing here and everywhere. And uh, it's just given us a time to sort of like stop and chat over the fence. And that's that's been a real blessing. Obviously, technology like FaceTime, being able to talk to the children, that's that's really good. Um, and I've really enjoyed recently, I must say, Nana, your your Lent motivations. That's really helped keep me going over the last few weeks. And um, yeah, the, the sort of fellowship here as well. That's nice. Oh, that's brilliant. You know, it, it is often the small things, isn't it? It's that mm. everyday, that the, the everyday things that keep us going. It's mm. not often that big, huge, charismatic um, meetings of that we used to perhaps have been able to attend. It is that worship song in the morning. It is mm. that little devotional that may proc, um, pop up on Facebook that just keeps us mm. going through different things. Oh, thank you yeah. for everything, Alison. That That's was right. absolutely amazing. And thank you for sharing everything for, with us today. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Alison. That was amazing this week. It was really lovely to catch up with you and do everything we needed to do. Do you know, and just one of the chats that has come up, we're just thankful that we can start organising to see our family again. Myself, I've not been over to Wales. I'm absolutely itching to go and see my mum and dad finally take Christmas presents and Easter presents, birthday presents and every other kind of presents to go and see them. So I'm really looking forward to arranging to see family. And I'm sure many of you are in exactly the same place. But you know what? It is good that we've got that hope. We've got that, not that hope, wishful thinking hope, that hope that is certain. We've got a certainty of our faith that God gives us and Jesus brings to us. So there's our next song, and please worship Everlasting God. Oh 
Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Upon the Lord. You reign forever. Our hope, our strong. Thank you, Kieran, and thank you, Amy, for leading us in worship today. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm going to have a, an uptake, obviously, with as has become, well, it's become normal, really, hasn't it? <laughs> I do actually enjoy sitting, going through all the videos that the Chats with Shan that uh, she has done and finding all the little bits that we can add. Sometimes they can be very poignant. Sometimes they can be very, very funny. And I'm just thankful. So this week, while Shan's been off, um, obviously, as a teacher, she's off for Easter break. She's been doing, I think, what have you done? Six? Six. Shan has done six chats with Shan. And um, so we, we have, we, we banked one or two up. And uh, so, but it's absolutely lovely. So thank you to the guys and thank you, Alison, for sharing today. So here's a little bit extra from Alison and Shan. Then what Stephen do is I, I then now make you all relax and then he does all the edits. <laughs> I was trying to think of all the different things I thought oh shall I because I can remember all the different things you've said to me you say you're a good role model so I remember the things when I've been struggling you would say just pray blessings on people 
when people yeah. say nasty things. And that has stuck with me for... I often give good no. advice, but I don't, <laughs> don't take it myself. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, and I can remember literally, it was before Littles was Littles, it was co-op, walking around there with you, and you're saying, just pray blessings on people. Just pray. Oh, bless you. Thank you, Alison. Hands up if you're a Christian who likes to give good advice, but are not necessarily very, very good at taking it. Well, wow, that's a very honest thing to say there, Alison. You know, thank you for saying that. Okay, do you know, over the past months we've had um, prayer requests, or not prayer requests, we've had prayer topics that have been done by Marcia, and they've been absolutely fantastic. Marcia, thank you for all the prayer topics that you have led the church in over those months. But we're going to have something a little bit later today. I'm going to have introduce you to someone else. We actually have someone else live in the building. So although it's myself and Shan sitting here, I am now going to introduce you to Dr. Jude Hattersley. Jude is going to help us today um, with our prayers to so Jude is live. And yeah, give, give her a round of applause. Okay. Hey, hey, why don't you give me a round of applause? Anyway, Jude, over to you. Bless <laughs> you. Sorry, I feel, I feel put off now by being called Dr. Jude. It makes me sound way more important and scary than I am. Um, yeah, basically, good morning, everyone. It's just so lovely to be here. Um, and it's so nice to kind of be invited to come down here and to pray for you all. Uh, I just want to start by sort of saying that um, I'm feeling really contagious today, which is a dangerous statement to make in the current climate. But I spent all of yesterday praying with friends, uh, set of friends in the morning, set of friends in the afternoon. And I feel so built in prayer and I feel like my faith has just grown so much that yeah I'm feeling contagious and I hope you catch it and um, I just I, I want to introduce first of all uh, a beautiful testimony that we have uh, for those of us that have kind of been um, following online we've been very much walking a journey of prayer and intercession for a, a family member of one of our beloved family here in Krukan Community Church so Paul's brother um, Andrew uh, was involved in a, a very difficult situation, a sort of accident situation, and uh, he has an amazing testimony, which I hope is so contagious that it builds your faith and awakens in you the desire to say, yes, God, do it again over every situation that we raise today for prayer. But I'm just going to ask you to just watch this and, and, and let it infect you with some really good faith-building stuff because we know that we have a God in heaven who answers our prayers and works in miracles. So uh, enjoy watching. It was a, a normal Monday morning for me. Um, there was nothing special about it, just another, another day. I was, I was rolling a field and I had a, a freak accident. I found myself being crushed beneath eight tons of machinery and there the story starts. Rolling a field is generally done after the seed has been put in the ground and it's uh, an operation that we do on a, on a regular basis after we've sown the crop. So that involves a, uh, a roller, which is about six, seven tons in weight, that is just a, a flat surface that goes over the ground, just like a, a roller that you see on a road that rolls a road. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it was just a, a job that I've done many times before. I was out of the, of the machine, out of the tractor, and I was picking stones and I fell, and I fell backwards, um, and I found myself um, with the tractor coming over the top of me. It mainly went over my, my waist, which crushed my pelvis, and a lot of internal uh, organs got crushed at the same time, breaking many bones and making a right mess of me. Yeah, so I was lying in the field. Um, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was flailing around, couldn't get up. I was in a very remote place. No one would ever walk there or pass through. But the first miracle, I think, was my dad happened to be coming up the field. He, he wasn't actually meant to be there. He hadn't been in to work for probably three weeks and he happened to be there that day. Oh, I felt so relieved, so 
pleased to see him in my sort of semi semi-conscious state. It was like an angel coming to, to save me. I was shopping in Tesco's as normal I do on a Monday morning and um, I had a, a phone call from my father-in-law and I could tell on his voice something had gone wrong, he never calls me um, and he said, Helen, there's been a, a really serious accident. The emergency services are here and he said, it is pretty serious, you just need to pray, get people praying. Even though there were all these people attending to him, I knew it was God would have to intervene miraculously because I knew this was really serious. Andy was taken into ICU and stabilised um, and I was able to visit him the next morning. I met with the consultant and um, she went through the list of things that had gone wrong. His main concern was um, the trauma to the brain, which was swelling quite considerably and would get worse over the next few days. But he also had many internal injuries, um, fractured pelvis, um, lungs had collapsed, lots of internal bleeding, all very life-threatening and they really prepared me for the worst. They didn't think he was going to pull through. But even then in that consultancy room, I knew I just had God's peace. I knew that um, this wasn't going to be the end. We just needed to get people to pray for this miracle to happen. I got straight onto the phone, um, onto WhatsApp, and messaged as many people as I could think of just to get them praying, um, and set up a what's, various WhatsApp groups, and, um, and everyone would just keep forwarding on all their prayer requests. And before we knew it, Thousands of people across the world were, were praying for Andy and we saw some incredible answers to prayer. The first one that sticks in my mind uh, was with, with the swelling on his brain. It kept, reached a critical point one night where they were going to have to perform a, a procedure, an operation on his brain to drain it. They were going to take him into the operating room um, just after six o'clock and I got people praying and then half an hour later they rang me and said there's, there's been a change of plan all the swelling in his brain has, has dropped down and it's come back within a normal range and we're now not going to operate. And uh, they were very baffled and I knew that was, that was a massive answer to prayer, that was a miracle. I saw an x-ray on um, Andy's pelvis. It was completely out of alignment, completely twisted, had two great big fractures down on either side and I was told this would need a big operation to sort out. Weeks later, they were preparing Andy to um, go onto a ward and they were just waiting for this uh, x-ray and report from the um, orthopaedics who were taking care of his pelvis. They kept doing more and more x-rays on it, still no report. And it was only when one of the nurses explained to me that the orthopaedic team couldn't make sense of the x-rays because the pelvis had completely realigned itself. And um, they, they were now deciding not to operate and they, they just couldn't understand it and weren't sure what to write in the report. So and, uh, again, another miraculous intervention by God. So after four weeks of being in a coma, um, and then I woke up, the first week I really wasn't with it. But I, re I realised the seriousness of the, the accident, and Helen was telling me, you know, we've got thousands of people praying for you. My church was on their knees, and, and I just felt really safe and lifted up. You know, I realised that I really shouldn't be here, and, and, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm seriously injured. Yeah, God was in this with me, big time. This whole um, incident, I just feel that I've been fast-tracked in a miraculous way through this whole procedure. You know, there's no other way of explaining it, really. Yeah, I would like to just thank every single person that has prayed for me. We'd just like to thank people that have supported us. Cards, messages, meals, dog walkers we just want to really thank you from the bottom of our hearts so yeah I mean I don't believe God intends bad things to happen to good people but I know that he makes good things come out of bad situations and that's what I feel that this has had I just think I'm just so grateful to God that he has brought me through this brought us through this I mean this is going to be a story that lives with me forever and I'm going to never stop telling people about it. Hi guys, um, what an amazing story, what an incredible uh, miracle 
what a, a wonderful testimony and witness of God's love at work, of someone's life being threatened and yet redemption coming, salvation coming and God coming to the rescue. Um, I don't feel it's right to sort of like suddenly rush off from that place, but just kind of sit in it for a while and just absorb the goodness of God through that situation. And just as Andy said, it's about God doing something incredible in a bad situation. And that's the life we're living right now, a bad situation. But yet I think each one of us can testify to God doing something incredible in it. And it's just a time now to kind of like invite you to put your prayer requests, um, things that are laying on your heart for others uh, and for yourself. Uh, and type them into the chat, type them in on Facebook, and just know with the same faith and conviction that Andy has and, and that those of us have now that have watched this, that God will hear and God will answer. And it doesn't matter if it's a big thing, and it doesn't matter if it's a small thing. It is because you are precious and God's beloved child that he will hear you and he will answer you and you will not go away unsatisfied. So while you're typing in your prayers, how beautifully fitting that the next song is all about how great the Father's love for us is, not because we deserve it, not because we're perfect people, but because he is and he loves us. So just type your prayers in, can't wait to pray for you all. Mom.
All right, guys. Well, let's just let's just gather together in prayer, in that spirit of knowing how loved we are by our Father God, and knowing how great He is, and able to fully answer all of our prayers. So let's pray with faith, without a doubt in our hearts that God will hear and God will answer. And all, all you need to do, I can say the words, but it's nothing to do with me. It's God who answers the prayers. And so even if you don't feel eloquent and you can't speak it out yourself, all you need to do is say amen in your heart, not even out loud. Um, and, you know, and God hears and God will answer. So let's pray together. Um, Father God, what's coming through loud and clear this morning is that there is a need for deep healing. Healing of individuals and, and healing of things within our society. And God, we just want to lift up uh, people within our church family who need your healing touch this morning. We declare that you are God who is a healer, that you are mighty. And, and as Andrew's testimony like unlocked within us all, we know you can do incredible things, more than we can ask for or imagine. And God, we want your healing over our brothers and sisters in our church today. We'll just name them before you now. We'll just pray over Alec and Sue, uh, George and David. Be a good neighbour clients who are in hospital. We're lifting up Simon's mum. We're lifting up Audrey's son, Graham. And Father God, we're declaring over them that God heals, that God will come in a mighty power and change their situation and bring the good out of the bad thing, bring beauty out of ashes. Father God, we declare over their bodies wellness, fitness, healing, and an incredible transformation of your Holy Spirit. But above all of this, the knowledge of your presence with them, Father God, your love with them right now, your Holy Spirit in their homes and in their hearts, speaking words to them that they are loved, that they are full of life, that you have your hand upon them and that you have a destiny and a purpose for them. And Father God, we just want to lift that up. We just want to pray it now in agreement as one body over the people that are hurt and healing and the ones that haven't even mentioned anything on the chat today. Father God, it doesn't matter whether I know it matters that you know. And Father God, we just pray for a, a real release of your miraculous, incredible healing power over people in our families, over people in our friendship groups, over people in our church. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Father God, there's also requests for for places to live. And I just declare now that, Father God, you are the best estate agent in the world. You have the properties. You have the resources. You cross the T's and dot the I's. You are the one who brings people into the right place. And they may have needs that they know of now, but God, you know their needs for the future. So we just want to pray over people that are currently trying to sell houses and move. And this can feel like such a heavy and difficult process. But God, I pray that in your mighty name, for those who need to move, that it will become a likeness to them. That they will grow in their trust and their faith on you in any waiting period that they have while the right property comes onto the market. We just want to particularly pray over, over Marcia's daughter, Sammy, that she would just find the perfect place to live and the perfect house to live in and that it would meet all of her needs and that she would praise God because of your goodness and your provision and the same for anyone else waiting. We just want to thank you for everyone that you move around into different areas and different places because where we live is our ministry, where we live is our mission field and Father God you know that too. So we just pray not just for good places but for the perfect place for all of those who are seeking to move and their faith and trust in you to grow in the waiting because you are a mighty God and an incredible estate agent. And Father God, we just want to uh, pray over our church, uh, mm. one of the needs that has come up, just for our church to remain it, as it is a wellspring of life to all of us, for literally rivers of life to flow from this place. I just want to share with you that in prayer yesterday, a, you know, a beautiful friend had a fantastic picture for the church of dry grasses that were blown over by the wind, literally flattened down. And as the wind moved along past them, the grasses sprang back up again, green and new with life. And I just want to declare that in faith over our church, that where we feel we have been flattened, that the wind of the Holy Spirit will come and just raise us to new life. And we'll start it now, Father God, this morning. We pray with the authority that you have given us in Jesus' name. We declare it over ourselves that this church, these people gathered here, this congregation this morning, 
online and in person, are a wellspring of life. And we bring life to others, Father God. We just want to thank you for what you have invested in us, what you've put within us, and how much you have blessed us. And we just give glory back to you this morning and just declare, do it again, do it again, do it again. Bring more healing, bring more refreshment, bring more life to this place. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So uh, back to you, Sean. Oh, brilliant. Do you know, listening to that testimony, my heart just skipped a beat when he said, my father came. And I think for those of us, God comes. Our father comes to us. He comes to us. We, and it's just that moment of realization that God, this awesome God, this most powerful God, comes to us. And it just made my heart skip the beat. But for today... I'm going to hand over now to Stephen's sermon. So be blessed today. Thank you. to say that my, um, my children are my worst critics, probably not my only critics, but my worst <laughs> critics, and they did ask me, you have to guess which one of my daughters, there's the clue, actually yeah, put that together. So well done, Aoife, for saying this. And um, do you know what? I've been fascinated with the kingdom of God for a long, long time, and I just really wanted to speak that into our lives, but I wanted to do it a little bit differently. I was talking with some ministers during the week, and they were all saying the same thing. When it comes to sharing our service on Facebook and on social media, a lot of people choose not to. And the question was, why, why does that happen? And the answer was, well, our services are so long, people don't have the time really to listen to it. So what we're going to do is, um, my sermons are going to be a lot shorter, and we'll put something together which you can share on social media, which is a service which will only be about 10 minutes long. Um, so, well, here we go, and here is the first one on the Upside Down Kingdom. You know, we are told in Mark's Gospel that Jesus went to a place called Galilee. And when he was there, he walked in and he said, The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the Gospel. Now, not exactly a friendly way to announce yourself on the scene. I mean, today you might put up a Facebook post that says, Hi, I've moved into the area and I'm looking for some good recommendations for, for somewhere to eat. And the thing is, on top of that, the area that Jesus had just gone into it had a little bit of a reputation, a political reputation that had become a bit of a political hotspot. And it was run by a governor, actually the son of a very, very famous dad. Herod was the son's name, and Herod the Great was his father. It was its own kingdom, little kingdom within a bigger kingdom. And for sure it was a nice area, it was a bit of a, a rural mix, it had the odd significant town, but the major city, well, that was 80 miles away, you didn't really need to bother with that. But in steps Jesus and makes this incredible statement, the kingdom of God is at hand. Now in a place where kingdoms matter, and in a place where there's a political voice speaking every other day, to stand up and say the kingdom of God is here, I mean, you're going to have to pretty much back that kind of statement up. How would you back it up? Well, for sure, an army would probably be very, very useful. Actually, it would probably be essential. You see, a kingdom needs a military presence. A kingdom needs to be a force to be reckoned with. Jesus, however, is about to introduce them and is about to introduce to us an upside-down kingdom. Why upside-down? Well, he is going to introduce to us a blueprint for life, which ultimately, will cause us to question what we know in our lives. Questions like, why are things the way that they are? And to say something like, well, that's just the way it is, that will, by the end of this, seem like a lame excuse or a lazy go-to. The upside-down kingdom will see the good guys become the bad guys, it will see the rich become the poor, it will see the first become last. 
Jesus is going to introduce to us a kingdom where God's rule and reign are right here and right now. A new way, which means, by the way, that we may actually be in the old way, but in, the, in a new way in which he's saying, listen, stop what you're doing, think about it and turn away from it. I mean, does this kingdom have anything to say to me today? I mean, Steve, you're telling me a story that's 2,000 years old. Well, I believe it does. I believe that Jesus' teaching presents us with an alternative way of life, a radical way of life, even compared to today's way of living. Now, obviously, my context isn't quite the same as Jesus, and neither is yours the same as mine. I mean, look at me, I'm a white middle-aged bloke, I live in a semi-rural area, I've got a job, I've got a house over my head, I've got food on the table, I've got a car on the driveway. Your context? Well, it might be a little bit different. Your colour, your gender, your life circumstances, wherever it is in the world you're listening to this. But I believe that the upside-down kingdom will speak to all of us. It is a world that will involve loyalty, relationships and boundaries. A world where the whim of the individual is not as good as what God says. A kingdom where both the practical things and the spiritual things will be side by side on of equal value. But one final thing. As we embark on this journey together, there is one thing that I ask. I have found that the kingdom of God is evident in the hearts of men and women who have submitted their lives to Jesus. If this is you, or even if you were just looking, I would say to you, welcome to the upside down kingdom. Now, the question to go away with, a man walks into your community, a man walks into your town and says, the kingdom of God is here. Stop what you're doing because it's not right. Listen to me and believe. What do you think? Are you prepared to enter the upside down kingdom? Are you indeed ready to be invited or to go to the upside down kingdom? Are you ready to be challenged for those of you that are perhaps in the kingdom and live in a life that is upside down, that is different to the world in which we live. You know, keep going, keep going, develop it. For those of you that don't know anything about this and thinking, what are we talking about? Contact us, let us know, let us pray for you, let us help you. Let us help you understand what we mean by the upside down kingdom. And just gonna sort of leave that with you. We are here, we are available, and we're going to have our final song. But before we do that, I'm going to pray with you all. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we live in an upside-down world with you, Lord, where the first shall be last and the last shall be first, Lord, that you will confound the wise with those that don't know anything. Lord, you use what you will use. And Lord, I thank you that you are God, you are one that we can trust, that you are the one that will do all things. And I thank you that you will be with us throughout this entire week, Lord. I thank you for the upside down kingdom in which I live. I thank you that you allow us to be individuals and you want us to be ourselves. So thank you, God. Thank you for all that you are doing in our lives and the lives of those around us. So. What better song than Build a Kingdom Here? Refused.
Yeah. 